The battleground this election is Georgia. We got to fight like we've never fought before. A historic rematch for governor. Democracy only works when we work for it. In control of the Senate. It is time for me to get out and fight. Will all be decided here. Welcome to the blue Georgia. Know what's really going on with the Politically Georgia podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We were there before all this media attention. Our team of journalists are the authority on the campaign trail. The results will have implications for years to come. Politically Georgia, hosted by AJC political insiders Greg Bluestein and Patricia Murphy. Follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here, I'll try it. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count to three because I don't know why we need five. One, two, three. Okay, so it's just the delay is just with Greg coming into Kevin. <laughs> real mature guys real mature hello and welcome to history defeats itself my name is kevin rosenquist i hope you're doing great wherever you may be Thank you very much for the download. We very much appreciate it. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the podcast players out there. If you, uh, if you feel so inclined, feel free to rate or review us. We are also out there on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and of course at HistoryDefeatsItself.com. So on every episode of History Defeats Itself, we discuss a current topic in our world today, and we'll also talk about the history of that topic and see how it compares or relates to the present. And ultimately, we hope to figure out if we've learned anything from our past or if we're just repeating ourselves. And now, it is my distinct pleasure to introduce my glorious cohorts and co-hosts. First, out there in beautiful Los Angeles, California, it's John Banks. How you doing, John? Oh my gosh, Kevin. I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I'm just watching all the trash from 4th of July flow down the Los Angeles River, and it's so beautiful <laughs> and majestic. <laughs> How are you doing? The Los Angeles River, huh? Um, yeah. I am doing. I'm doing well. Uh, we uh, obviously we are recording this uh, right after Fourth of July. It won't be up for a few weeks, but I hope everybody had a great Fourth of July. By the time you listen to this, you're going to be like, "What? I, that was a long time ago." Well, uh, I was just saying that it was. Uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily saying it was after Fourth of July. I was just saying that there's so much trash produced on any given Fourth of July that this could be any moment in time. That is true. It could be December. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also out there in Los Angeles is the buoyant Greg Mitchell. How's it going, Greg? I'm doing great. <laughs> Did you say buoyant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm buoyant. <laughs> Are you calling me fat, motherfucker? No, you're you're cheerful. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, like a fat guy, like, like a, Santa. Like a, like, yeah, 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 like a like a fat cheery guy. You're jolly. Huh. You're jolly. You're a jolly yeah. Saint Nicholas type. Jolly Saint Greg. Yeah. Yeah. It is also worth mentioning, as we always do, that we are not historians, and we will undoubtedly get some things wrong, so please don't hate on us or send angry emails. We are far too fragile for that. Our format Especially is as follows. Each episode, one of us picks the topic and does the research, and the other two don't do a goddamn thing. They don't even know what we're going to talk about until we hit record. On this episode of HDI, John is leading the charge. Are you uh, you ready? You ready for this, John? You ready to go? I am ready. All right, well, I am so ready. Well, let's do this. Okay, so this week on History Defeats Itself, <laughs> we're going to be talking about 
immigration. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and here's, here's, here's a really <laughs> funny thing. So last week, Greg and I were sitting there talking, and Greg's like, man, you should do immigration. And I'd already started it. So. Wow. Congratulations, What are the Greg. odds? You almost I was, got it. I I did get it. You did. You <laughs> I did. Feel like you did. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. So immigration. I uh, I don't know, man. I feel like you might not know. I'm an immigrant, so I'm going to be very sensitive to this. Eight. Well, I'm I'm hoping at the end of this podcast you get deported. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point of it. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on the door. <laughs> <laughs> um. So first, uh, I, I think I want to start off with, and I, I just discovered this. So there's, there's immigration, and then there's immigration. One with an I, one with an E. And one is about going into a country, and one is about leaving a country. But they're pronounced, or they sound like they're the same to me. So, and um, that was, uh, this is how dumb I am. I like, was reading it, and I was just like, wait, is that misspelled? <laughs> so I Googled immigration with an E, and I was like, oh, no, that means you're leaving That the means country. leaving, yeah. Emigrate, <laughs> yeah. Immigrate away, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep. So, um, uh, yeah, you went, you went, you, you went all the robot there. So you totally broke up. So I don't know. I don't have a fucking clue what you just said. <laughs> Damn it. You, you did. It sounded like what it sounds like when robots leave a country and go somewhere else ah, and then okay. problems at the border. Yeah. That's well, rem- remigation. Gotta, gotta love Skype. Um, uh, so yeah. So we start basically, you know, we become a country, uh, or not, we don't become a country like in 1600, uh, call, you know, colonists start coming over, and then 1619, um, they start bringing in Africans uh, from the continent of Africa, and uh, they they were not coming here of their free will. And th- this was something that that really has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but it was kind of crazy. How many? So so there were a total of 12.5 million slaves that were brought from Africa to the Americas. How many of those do you think actually ended up in America? Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and guess. Well, since you asked the question, I'm sure it's not 12.5 million. Right, right, yeah. Well, and that's and also there was only uh, very, very sad. Like a, a lot of them died. So only only 10.7 yeah. million actually made it from Africa to you know different parts of the continents. So so the rest were like casualties in route. Yeah, exactly. Oh shit. Yeah, those yeah. those uh, those ships weren't exactly uh, cruise ships that they were coming. No, over no, they were not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I so will say then, I will say, how about half? Greg? Did you already say 10.7 million? Oh. Well, yeah, of the, ten, ten, yeah ten, the 10.7 10. million that, that survived, how many do you think actually came and ended up in, in North America? Oh, gosh. I would say uh, 4 million. Yeah. 388,000. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow. I know. So m- most of the slave trade was going into the Caribbean uh, in South America, Central and South America. Wow. So, you know, and of the 380,000 people who were brought here, it's still horrible. But I was, I was really, I was just like, wow, because I just always, you know, especially, especially growing up in the South uh, and, you know, like learning about the history of like cotton plantations and stuff like that, I, just, I always just assumed it was just, you know, like millions of people that they brought over here. Um, anyway, I just, I, that, was just, that was just a fascinating little thing to me. Uh, yeah, and that was, over the, that was over the, over the course of how many years? Um, well, that would that would have started in 1619 and would have gone to I, I don't know the exact year it cut off, but would have been around right around the time of the Civil War. So you know, 1864, 1865, maybe 1863. You know, but that so it's like over over yeah 
what like what's that a 230 year period 240 year period um huh. so but not yeah not not a, a bright burning light uh in our country's history uh anyway so then like 1790 um there was really no immigration from the time we became a country to about 1790 and the u.s population at that point was about 3.9 million and then from 1790 to 1820 um, you had a couple of thousand people coming in per year, but this was kind of fascinating. Um, you had 75,000 people who were loyalist to Britain, and so they wanted to get the fuck out, and they actually had 75,000 people migrate from America to Canada. So, uh, yeah, so Greg, that's where your ancestors, uh, you know, probably, no, no, actually, wait, you're from, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Jewland. Right. Jewland. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's great. Wait, politically well, correct. if you do, you want a little do you want a little history? I'll tell you where I'm from. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, what, what is? Okay, so my family came from my mom's side of the family came from Poland, and my father's side of the family came uh, from Russia. Ah, okay, nice. Yeah, Boris. Yeah, there you go, Boris. Um, yeah. So then uh, like... no, not not Boris. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just thought everybody in Russia he, was named Boris. I just figured you had he a wasn't great... related to me. He was just he was just a dude that spoke with a thick accent. <laughs> um, so then, like starting, so then they started doing the census, right? And then, uh, and then from there, they they're able to start really tracking what was going on. So from like eighteen twenty one to eighteen thirty, there was about one hundred forty three thousand people. Uh, eighteen thirty one to eighteen forty, there's about five hundred ninety nine thousand people that came in. 1841 to 1850 saw a mass explosion of immigration, uh, and this had to do with like the potato famine, um, just like uh, bad conditions in uh, Great Britain. So you had a 1.7 million people migrated in a in that 10 year period. Wow, which is that's yeah, that's a lot of people. And at that time, the U.S. population that that would have been about 15 percent of the entire U.S. population. So. Mm. We should have we, we should have built a wall that could have kept them out. Yeah. <laughs> Wish they would have had that kind of foresight. Should, you know, you know the, the Native Americans should have built. A yeah, wall right. That have, yeah. So that would have been probably smart of them. Yeah. Um, and it was well, it's kind of funny. Like when I was doing this this research, you know, it's like we, uh, you know, you, you learn in school like how how great we are as a country. And when I was doing this research, it's just like I was like, man, we suck. But but also everybody else sucks too right mm-hmm. so it's like all, every country sucks and it's just especially like what uh you know what portugal and spain and, and great britain did to the world is just so terrible oh um, it's, yeah but I, it's it's absolutely i mean even you know we, we talked about you know, i was in peru and and uh you know the incas were pretty much wiped out by you know by uh by the spanish by spain right yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean it like just came in and said Christianity rules, and they were like, "What are you? What are you talking about? Oh, we're gonna kill you now!" Yeah, and take your gold, and take your yeah, lots of gold. They did have a lot of yep. gold too. Kill you, so. take your gold. Yep. Um, so of that one point seven million, uh, seven hundred eighty-one thousand were Irish, and they uh, were mostly coming because of the potato famine at that time. Uh, Four hundred thirty-five thousand Germans, two hundred sixty-seven thousand British, and seventy-seven thousand French people. Hmm. So. Um, with them, they brought their baguettes and their croissants, mm. and yes, and, but and not their berets because <laughs> the beret never cut on. Maybe it did. I don't know. <laughs> it did for Prince. He wrote a song about it. Uh, uh, anyway, w- once then, again, um, to all our listeners out there, we are not good at accents, <laughs> <laughs> but we try. But we do we love Prince. But we do love Prince. 
We do love Prince and his purple rain. <laughs> um, and so, what do you basically, think that meant? What kind of metaphor was that? Purple rain. Purple rain. Yeah. I don't know. You mean what was he talking about? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe like a sad rain. Is purple sad? I don't know. <laughs> purple sad. <laughs> he's all he's standing in a sad rain. I don't know. Do you know? Did you ask that? Is that a rhetorical? No, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't asking the question like I knew. I just figured if he only wants to see you dancing or standing in the purple rain, it's like, when was the last time it rained purple? He's probably disappointed. I think that would probably, I mean, probably. be acid rain. So maybe that's, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe he was, he was burning up. Maybe he's like, this, this is not good. No. Or, I mean, <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's acid is an LSD. It's an LSD rain. That could so. be it too. That would be yeah. purple. I would imagine. Um, of the uh, of the Irish of the Irish Catholics that came here, uh, most of them were unskilled laborers, and so they uh, ended up building most of our canals and railroads on the East Coast. And then of the Germans that came here, about half the Germans uh, ended up being craftsmen in urban areas. So it's like it's why you, you know you have like huge German populations in the Northeast, and then you also have huge like German descendants or Jew- German populations in the Midwest because the other half all went out and became farmers. Mm. Um, okay. And actually, there was yeah, and that was one of the reasons there was a huge German migration from America to Canada to go to uh, Ontario because of farmland. So, um, and well, this was crazy. The Irish Catholics. Isn't it all just snow in Canada? Do they have farming? <laughs> it is. It is. So they were they were farming snowmen. snowmen. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what the Germans did. So, or Mary, Mary, they were just farming seals. <laughs> 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 we got a bumper crop this year. <laughs> then you transport it. It's like, oh fuck, what happened to our snow? <laughs> it's like I ordered snowman and all I got was water. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> Too bad you already paid for it, eh? Um, but the, this was so the the a lot of the Germans and the Irish Catholics during the Civil War ended up fighting for the uh, the South. And a lot of the Protestants who already lived here, uh, who, you know, who were like already by that time, like generational, uh, were fighting for the North, which I thought that was kind of fascinating. That is interesting. You know? Well, weren't yeah. they also like people, they were basically people were coming over and they would step off the boat and they'd hand them a uniform and that you're like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there was like, <laughs> yeah. And that was, well, and it was like, you know, they, they, they had a draft, they started a draft in 1863 and you were, if you had enough money, you could buy your way out of the draft. Yeah, it was 500, I think I remember it was yeah. 500 bucks that you could. You oh, wow. Could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. Did you, did you. Wasn't that like in, <laughs> wasn't that like in Gangs of New York when they came off the boat and they got it, their uniforms and it's like, you saw the whole progression. Yeah. Like they get off the boat, they get handed a rifle and then they just go right into a casket. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that, that was, Welcome to America. I think that's how it was. Like they were just right. so well, desperate. But, so they, they were just 1864, they, they shortened that process and they would just shoot you as soon as you get off the boat. Yeah. So <laughs> you would have so. died in the war anyway. So yeah. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, then in, so uh, not 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 i mean i don't want to steal your thunder because i'm sure you're gonna be talking about this later but not different not too much different than uh, what's happening right now what we do with kids that try and come here yep well and what's what's crazy is so and, and like and that's yeah i'm just i just kind of want to like give, give you the highlights and then and then get into the kind of meat of it and that's and what what's crazy is like i mean talk about history repeating itself I mean, just like the xenophobia and like the politics behind it and how you get yourself elected and, you know, like use fear. It was like it is like crazy how many times we have as a country, specifically with Mexicans, been like Mexicans bad. They're the cause of our problems. Let's get rid of them. And then we do. And then we're like, oh, shit, we need them. 
let's bring them back. And we do. And then we're like, oh, shit, they're bad. Let's get rid of them. And it's just like, man, we're assholes. Yeah, um, definitely are assholes. And here's, here's, here's our first part of being huge assholes to, to Mexico. So in 1946, uh, your favorite president and mine, James K. Polk, uh, basically started the Mexican-American War because of his manifest destiny, and he really wanted the land. Um, and I forgot, I forgot what it was like some little skirmish at the Rio Grande, which was no big deal. And he used that as the spark to start his war with Mexico. And so, uh, at the end of that war, we had a, a, a we had did a treaty with them and we, the United States picked up Texas, California, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, part of Wyoming, part of Colorado, part of Kansas. So Mexico, after that treaty, lost one-third of its territory. Wow. That's unbelievable. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, that's, that's the beginning of the fuck job right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing is, like, anytime you see a post on Facebook where somebody's like, you know, they took our land and now they're kicking us out, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. <laughs> so, yay. Um, and this is kind of fascinating. So in the 1850s, uh, I think it was 1854, 1855, there was a group that became a political party uh, that was the Native American Party. Uh, and when I first read that, I was like, oh, like the Indians, like the Native Americans here, they, you know, mobilize and use our political system. Nope. <laughs> they didn't do that. It was Protestants uh, who had come over, you know, in the 1650s or whatever. Um, and again, had been generational. Uh, and they were anti-Catholic, xenophobic, and hostile towards immigration. And they were basically, most of them were native-born Protestants uh, defending their traditional values, uh, political and religious. So does that sound familiar? It does. It yeah, very right? much does. It does. So it's, it seems like, okay, so what do you think drives all of this, like, hate? I, I have a fear theory. Like, I feel like it's all driven by, for economic reasons, right? Like, when you're talking about the different cultures and people that, like, say, fought for the South or then fought for the North, I don't think it had any kind of moral imperative or moral drive. I think it's economic, right? Yeah, and it's for so sure. Easy, yeah, it's so easy for someone that's coming over to to take a take our jobs and take our children or whatever their stupid fears were uh, to just spread hate. Yeah, kind of, well, and that, you know, and, and I want to be really like I'm not like I'm not anti-American. It's just you know, it's like we we uh, like uh, in, in doing all this research, there was like a in night. 1938 there was a war called the winter war between finland and russia which was basically it's, it's the same thing that we did in 1840 46 uh to take all that land from mexico it was like basically uh russia f actually fired on themselves they fired on themselves killed a couple of guys said that finland did it because they wanted a land grab right and you know so it's like that's fucked you know, up. We're, not, we're not the only greedy country in the world um yeah. no but, cer certainly not but yeah and you also kind of touch on something that pisses me off too right like as soon as an american or someone living in america you know maybe not a permanent resident basis <laughs> maybe i don't know so say someone guy. from canada or it's, it's, he might be a uh, hockey player raises, uh, you know no with a sweet rooster from the point <laughs> as soon as someone as soon as someone like criticizes the united states you know you shouldn't even have to preface that by saying i'm not anti American. I, that's the most American patriotic thing you could do in my mind is to criticize bullshit that's going on right. and call it out right. and bring it and bring it to the to the in the light. Right. It's anyway. That's my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> Greg just signs off. 
Mic drop. You know. Oh shit, that might cost 150 <laughs> I really can't afford to buy another one. Podcast nope. over. Um, and, you know, I, I think you're right. I think the economic factors certainly play into it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's just an overall fear that's created, right? And I think it's funny, too. I, was, I saw something recently about how, like, did you know that Mexico has one gun store? The entire country has one gun no. store? What? They get all their gun. They people smuggle the guns from the U.S. into Mexico. Mm. They have right. one in I think Mexico, maybe Mexico City. I can't remember, but I mean that's insane to think about that. That is insane. Like that, the, 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 like we're sitting here like, oh, well, they're you know, you know, all the, the the drugs and the crime and all the stuff that comes across the border from Mexico. It's like, yeah, well, because of because of the NRA and because of the 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 gun nut mentality of our country. They're they're getting people are getting murdered because of us in their streets, right? But I think I think the big thing you're missing here, Kevin, is when drugs come across the border, we don't make any money off that. When we sell guns down to Mexico or they get smuggled, that's creating good old fashioned American jobs. Good call. I take it back. Yeah. I take back everything I said. God, that yeah. sounded really cynical. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you. I feel like you didn't really enjoy that fact. You don't think you don't think he was being sincere? Yeah. No. What? No, yeah, and they're exporting delicious food. Yeah, I love way. avocados and a rich culture. And yeah, fuck, that's true. It's true. Yeah, people- you know, it's funny because I go down to Mexico quite a bit for work, and you see signs like as you're heading south and you're reaching the like the last U.S. exit uh, that warn you se- on several different places not to bring guns into Mexico. Well, people aren't listening. No, no. they're not. Yeah. Well, in fairness, like the security, like when you, I walk across the border and the security walking across the border is not great. Like, I think you could probably bring anything you want into mm-hmm. Mexico. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Every, yeah. I've gone down why a you, times. Why do you walk yeah. across the border? Because it's fun. Oh, okay. So you park, you park, it's, you park in it's San more Diego. It's a sachet across yeah, you the park border. on the U.S. side and then you, there's like a little walking bridge. You like walk over. You could drive down, but the, the problem is you, you really don't want to have your car down in Mexico because if you have American plates, you, you, you're a, a target. Oh, gotcha. To get, to get tickets. I mean, you know, nothing, you know, you just, you get, you'll, you'll, they'll pull you over for whatever reason. So you give them cash. So, mm. and if you're walking, easy peasy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. You know, you take your pullover money and you take your spending money. So. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so what, uh, oh man, what, what was I going to say? Oh, right. So, so, what was uh, I think one of the most fascinating things that when I was like said going through all this was just just how how many times uh, politicians have used Mexicans as scapegoats and not just Mexicans like like I said like like in the with, with that know nothing party th- th- they were all about like they they believed they were very anti Catholic uh, which meant they were really anti Irish but they they believed that there was like a Roman plot to come into America and undermine our values and our government, and eventually the Catholics were going to take over and end up molesting all of our small boys. <laughs> so, God, that was such yeah, a paranoid those, thought, right? Yeah, yeah what ridiculous fears. Right, because everyone knows the Catholic Church is on the up and up all the time. Absolutely, total transparency. And they're very, they're very good at, at self-governing themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, but then, like, How in, would like, you like it if someone, John, how would you like it if someone, like, took your church that you started and started tearing it apart like the minor details like, <laughs> like that's not okay that's a good point that's a good point. i would like to they're not here right now to defend themselves 
I would like to apologize for the Catholic Church for all your covering up molest- uh, for judging you for covering up all those molestations. Um, and just and moving and and literally moving all the priests around a different yeah, exactly yeah, right yeah. it's like oh wait so no one would find out you're a child rapist here let's take you over to this other church because obviously it's this church that's making you rape children Absolutely. and not you yeah 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 well you never know like maybe the kids in Florida aren't so hot right yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say I was just gonna say like if you know the certain areas the kids are just really good looking and they can't that's you know, true they can't resist that's true. so. Yep, that's uh, in, in the Northeast. That's where the good-looking kids are. Um, <laughs> but uh, like uh, Hoover, uh, Hoover blamed Mexicans for the Great Depression, and he his uh, I, and I quote: "I urge the strengthening of our deportation laws so as to move fully rid ourselves of criminal aliens." Because they're bringing us their rapists, they're bringing us their drug users, <laughs> and some of them, some of them are probably okay. <laughs> Is that Her- Herbert or Jay Edgar? Uh, that was uh, that was Herbert. Herbie, I think so. Well, he's probably pretty mad because some Mexican guy probably named him Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, it's, he called he's him born he with him a hatred Al- towards Herberto. Mexicans, and he was just like, "I am not Herberto." So. <laughs> not Herberto. Um, but yeah, like it's it's crazy, right? And um and they actually and then from like the so they started deporting Mexicans. Well, well, first of all, like when 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 they did the land grab, right? When Polk did his land grab, uh, it was like basically the day that we signed that treaty, uh, it was like we we got we increased our population by sixty thousand people, right? Because there's basically sixty thousand Mexicans living in those territories who overnight became U.S. citizens, um, or you know part yeah part of the U.S. the territories. Um, but and then this is like super sad uh, because it was literally days after they uh, that Mexico seceded those territories to us that they discovered gold in California. You know, wow. <laughs> I feel like somebody knew something, right? Yeah, maybe right. But it was just yeah. like, hey, we found gold. You know, so we're gonna that, keep that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, listen, Mexico. Sorry, we took your land. Here's your gold. Thanks. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, and up, up, up until uh, up until 1921, um, the way that we determined who was going to come in this country was basically we just did it by numbers. Uh, and I can't. I, I had trouble like nailing down the exact number, but it was like somewhere around we would allow about 388,000 people a year into our country. Uh, and then in 1921, they started something called the national, or they started using something called the national origins formula, which was basically they wanted to reduce unskilled labor coming to the U.S. Um, and this is like this is really funny uh, because this was like basically racism, uh, or but it was to, to always funny, yeah, always <laughs> funny. Um, but it was basically to stop people coming in from Southern Europe, Eastern Europe, and Asia. Uh, and they wanted to reunite families of so basically the people who are already living here, so bring you know bring in their cousins and aunts and uncles or whatever. Uh, and they wanted to prevent changing the ethnic distribution of large Protestants who were of Northern European descent. So, yay! But oddly enough, I didn't realize uh, I didn't realize how uh, how much the, how much the Protestants figured into this. I, I didn't either. I mean, you yeah. made several several. Uh, uh, stats involving Protestants, and I would have thought for sure that it would have been so much more heavy on the Catholic side. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess oh, that's the thing is, you know, the Catholics didn't really start coming over until till later. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was it was the Protestants uh, who, I guess so, right? Or who, who was it that, it, it was Puritans. Puritans, who, yeah. 
Yeah, so started, I don't know. Did Puritans, maybe Puritans became Protestants? I don't know. Uh, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that they all worshipped a make-believe God. I yeah. know that. So. It was the same, yeah, same make-believe oh. God, but they they wanted to worship that, that make-believe God differently, and so that's why they didn't like each other. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. But what, what was weird is, so that whole, the National Origins Formula, that excluded... Um, the Western Hemisphere. So at that time, uh, you, we started having a lot, uh, a large immigrant population coming in from the Caribbean, and Central and South America, right? So it's just kind of weird, and mm-hmm. and Mexico, you know. And actually, it was like there, there's something called circular flow. So people were coming across, like Mexicans especially, like were coming up to do labor, right? And then they would go back home, you know. So they'd come up and like pick the fields or you know like do construct whatever. They would do all these like labor, like seasonal labor jobs. And then they would go back, and it actually wasn't, like, we didn't have, like, a quote-unquote immigration problem until Eisenhower was like, we have to stop the flow and put up a wall. So basically what happened was you had, at that time, I think it was something like a million Mexicans who decided just not to go back home, and they ended up staying, right? So if they actually had not put up a border wall or started border security, those, those people would have just, like, they would have come up for the season, done their thing, and then gone back south. Mm-hmm. So we, we are the creators of our own fucking problems. Right. So, um, you know, so, uh, and then there was something called the, in 1934, there was the Equal Nationality Act, which allowed for, uh, foreign born children of American mothers and their alien fathers to become nationalized citizens, uh, much quicker. So. Which has been reversed by Trump, by the way. Oh, has that? Yeah. This current administration makes it almost impossible to. I mean, there's people that qualify for citizenship now that just just don't aren't granted it. I don't know who's sitting on the other end, uh, not rubber stamping anything, but like you could legally qualify for citizenship and uh, just not get it. I you're, wait, you're saying the current administration is anti-immigration? I don't. Where are you getting this from? No, I, 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 I actually, know. I'm not, I'm I'm not familiar with this either. Making it up, yeah. kind of making Greg, it up. Greg, do bit. you have dual citizenship? No. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. Okay, yeah, just just Canadian citizenship. Wow, after all this time, and wh- okay, judgy. Yeah, I'm I'm not yep. judging. I'm not judging. I don't know the process. I don't know how hard it is. I'm- well, I qualify for it, and I'm also married to an American. Uh, I just haven't gone through the. It's it's kind of arduous. It's a year long. Um, I think as soon as Trump is out of office, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's basically, it's like you do a civics test and then there's also a pop culture test and there's a dance off. So <laughs> dance off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Have you seen Greg really breakdance? Sick. It is phenomenal. So he's <laughs> yeah. going to nail that yeah. section. He's going to know. And that's a lot of people uh, fail that test because of the dancing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's unexpected. You don't see that one coming. Right. Well, I mean, it's because, but you know, God damn it. You're going to dance American. Yeah. And that's a lot Absolutely. of people don't dance. Yeah, no, if, if you yeah. don't, oh, do yeah. any, so. don't do any, don't do any ethnic Canadian dances. Make sure you do something. American. No, I wore a hole in my cardboard. It's <laughs> a piece of linoleum. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, and I, I think for, for me, like, you know, what, what really, I originally wasn't going to do immigration. I actually started researching something else and it just like, it was just kind of every time the thing I was researching, every, every time it would pop up, because the reason I'm not saying it, because I'm going to do it the next, next time, I'm going to take that topic. Right. But, but, but when I was researching that, I just, I really just kept seeing how we, as a country, it's like we, we go into all these places and we, like, f- fuck up things. 
right? So like like in 1954, we we backed like a coup in Guatemala, which made life, and then the new government made life shitty, you know, for decades in Guatemala. So people are like trying to get the fuck out of Guatemala, and they're trying, you know, and it's just like they're trying to come here because we're a better opportunity, right? And our and our government's intact, and we're not having civil war, and we're not having dictators, you know. So it's like it's like basically it's like we go into countries and create problems. And then when people try to come here, we're like, fuck you, immigrant. You know, it's like, don't yeah. come to America, goddammit. We don't need. But and what's, what's really fascinating is so in doing this research. So Japan has like the probably the toughest, the, the, the most strict immigration laws in the world. Like the last year, they let in one immigrant. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And that one immigrant was uh, uh, seeking asylum. And, I, and it didn't say where they were from or who they were. Right. So they let in one person who was a Japanese. But what they're having a problem with is basically they don't have enough people to help take care of their elderly. They're lacking uh, help. They're lacking healthcare workers. And so basically, like in Japan, if you have an aging parent who has to go to the hospital or anybody, anybody goes to the hospital, uh, their, their hospitals don't provide food for people. So it's like the family has to bring food when you're in the hospital because there just aren't there's not enough like of that unskilled labor coming into a country. So actually, you know, immigration is what. And don't get me wrong, I'm not I don't think we need to open up our borders and just let the whole world in, you know, but like having controlled consistent people coming into our country, you know, who are both unskilled to do the jobs that, frankly, Americans aren't going to do. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, um, and that's the thing is like when they're like, oh, they're taking our jobs. It's like true. They're taking jobs that you're not going to do or you wouldn't do for what the price are doing it. And they're also, you know, sometimes it's like everybody thinks, oh, it's all these like unskilled workers taking the the um, like lower skilled jobs. But it's it's also, you know, we let people who are incredibly smart into this country, right. you know, doctors and, and, and yeah. yeah, you know, um, you know, without, without immigration, none of us would have an iPhone. Yeah. So I, cause I, that, I, you know, Kevin doesn't have an yeah, iPhone and nor do I want one, but, um, Oh, he's anti-immigration. Oh, the, uh, obviously anti-immigration. Is, this is really uncomfortable okay, right now. Kevin, <laughs> full uh, of hate, Kevin, Dan, uh, no one likes that. Dan, Dan Carlin, uh, from hardcore history. I think we've mentioned him on this show before, but he also has yeah. a podcast called uh, common sense. And, I mean, it's been a while since I listened to it, so I'm going to be paraphrasing a little bit. But he talked about how, you know, in relation to immigration, in relation to minimum wage and all that stuff, that people need to remember that, you know, it's like, oh, they're, you know, Mexicans are taking our jobs. Well, okay, you're going to, you're going to go into the, and start picking oranges? Are you going to go start, you know, picking fruits and vegetables and stuff in these fields that all these Mexican workers are, are currently doing for a very, very low wage? So if we kick all them out and we put in, people and they're making 15 bucks an hour guess what your orange is going to cost four dollars you know and and that's that's another thing that people people don't really understand and i'm not saying it's right to pay those people such a low amount of money but because they're willing to work for that amount of money our our costs of food is lower way lower than it would be right if we had a more which is why we've it seems like we've always had kind of a policy of just turning a blind eye to the border and kind of allowing exactly. all, uh, enough yep. people to come in across. Yep. It's sort of like, right? it's sort of like, okay, we're all going to kind of just look the other way. And you know, all these people who are anti-immigrant, anti-immigrant, it's like, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of businesses who aren't anti-immigrant because they pay illegal aliens very, very low salaries to keep the cost of things down. So the ripple effect would be pretty insane, you know? Yeah. Well, was it, wasn't, and, and maybe, maybe I'm making this up, but I don't think so, but I think like in Alabama or Georgia, like a couple of years ago, they had like literally had strawberries rotting in the field because they could not get 
uh, because you know they'd already like tightened up on the immigration and and you know they were very gung ho like yeah Trump and they couldn't find people in America to go pick the fields because it's basically you're getting paid by basket right right it's not a, it, like so in other words it's just that people are like I want a guaranteed wage and they don't have a guaranteed wage it's like how fast do you work right you know yeah no and guaranteed so like wage they, no they health had, benefits yeah no retirement they had, plan they had food rotting in the field yeah that's crazy you I know? did not hear about that no. but that's, that's not, it doesn't surprise me. Well, here's so so here's uh so in like uh, the 1930s and 1940s, uh, you know, th- through the Great Depression and, and our whole Mexicans calls the Depression, uh, we exported uh, or deported. We didn't export. We deported two million uh, Mexicans. But here's the, and here's the really fucked up part. Half of them were citizens. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Half of them were citizens. And even today, uh, about 20,000 people per year who are deported are actually citizens of this country and get kind of caught up in a system. Because basically we, we have 57 uh, courtrooms in this country that, that are designed to, for uh, immigration, right? Yeah. And the, those judges see about 1,500 cases a year. Okay. And, and they... Uh, um, and oh, and this is and unlike other judges, so most most judges, you know, th- they can't be fired, uh, and immigration judges can be. So if they're not if they're not seeing enough cases and turning enough people, they get fired and they get replaced. Wow. You know, wow. and then and then here's and then a lot of times, right? Because it's it's not like a criminal court, so you have no guarantee of representation. So we don't provide any sort of lawyer. And a lot of times, what happens is, so these people don't speak English. They'll have a translator, but the translator's not in the courtroom. The translator's on the phone. Uh, and then sometimes, because they're in detention center, sometimes the person who's actually going before the judge is going before the judge uh, via, like, television, right? Like, some sort of, like, link-up system. So it's like, so basically, like, the person who's trying to defend themselves to stay in the country is on a teleprompter. The translator's on a phone, and the judge is hearing the case. And there's, like, a lot of miscommunication or misunderstanding uh, there was a, a guy, I can't, something, I think Mark Little, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, he was a, he mentally ill. He got, he was sitting in, he got, he got picked up in some sort of ice raid. He was sitting in this courtroom, but, but the, he was sitting in a room and the judge was on a teleprompter or not a teleprompter on a, what would you call that? Like a closed circuit television or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of that. Anyway, he was like on this video screen and he basically asked everyone to raise their hand if they didn't want to be deported or had objections to being deported. No one in the room spoke English. There was no translator. This guy, Mark, who was, men- who was like mentally ill, didn't understand what he was being asked, so he didn't raise his hand. He just followed everybody else in the room. Guy gets deported to Mexico, and Mexico was like, well, you're not ours. So they, they send him to Honduras. Honduras is like, you're not ours. They send him to Guatemala. Then, in Guatemala, the, some cop in Guatemala finds him on a bench, on a park bench asleep, figures out who the hell he is, sends him back to America, and then the guy gets detained again in Atlanta. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's great. And it's like of, of the and, and the budget for Border Patrol, because because basically the Border Patrol now is part of the Homeland Security. It got folded into that after uh, 9-11 and their budget is like three point eight billion dollars or something or maybe. Yeah. And they only two or three percent actually goes to the courtrooms and the and actually like the sussing out who these people are, you know, and then like 60 percent of where. Immigrants are detained, and as you, if you've been watching the news, like those conditions are not good, nope. right? But sixty percent of those people where they're being detained are held by private, profitable companies, right? Yeah. So it's like it's a business. Yeah. You know. There's oh yeah, yeah. There's no not enough 
I mean, that is just horrifically disgusting. It is. It is. Most it's, of the most of the time when I, I people mean, are heard... suffering, someone else is making a profit. I mean, that is that's it's sad but true, and yeah, it's it is totally disgusting. Mm. I, I was listening to the special about on on NPR about the way some of those courtroom proceedings happen, and like you're saying, they actually will. They'll they'll be like you said. It's not a one on one hearing. It's there could be a hundred, hundred and fifty people, and the only thing you can say to not get deported and not start the proceedings against you is that you're here seeking asylum, and they don't know. Even though that's exactly why they're here in, in most cases, that's not what they're saying because they don't even understand what the question is. They don't understand anything that's going on. And the only way to stay is say that you're seeking asylum. Mm. And it's it's just not being done. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's like, and again, like, you know, it's... Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't know what the solution is, but I, I you know, I, def, I definitely think that it's, you know, for example, I was, I was just reading, it was re- really fascinating, like an article popped up on uh, my, my Facebook feed, my news feed, um, while I was doing this research, uh, and it was totally related, but right now, so one of the ways that ICE... It's because it's uh, they're listening to you, John, they know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, <laughs> they are, they are. It was, it was this article, and then uh, a dildo uh, yeah. popped up on my Facebook, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> dildo n- not a sponsor uh, yeah but they are reading your mind <laughs> <laughs> um but it was like basically there, there's like what ice is doing is they're they're finding people um so it's like it like you know if, if i had a child who was born here and is legal to be here uh but i am not right and that's why i'm staying because i'm trying to figure out like you know I'm, I'm fighting it so i can stay here so i can be with my kid uh and and so there's like a lot of churches there's a lot of people who are like taking these people and, and harboring them um, you know, and, and that's the thing. ISIS stayed away from certain organizations and churches is one of them. And we'll, we'll see if that sticks. Uh, probably not. But uh, anyway, but this this woman got a bill for uh, from the you know U.S. Department of whatever for uh, like half a million dollars. Yeah, so I heard about that. Yeah, they're finding you know? they're finding people five hundred thousand dollars if they told if they were told to leave and they're still here. Well, it's, they find it's if they find them seven hundred ninety nine dollars. Or it's, I think are as little as uh, seven ninety nine a day. A day. Yeah, yeah, I heard about yeah. that. You know, and it's just like it, if you're coming. Yeah, it's like it, and, and the crazy thing is so like, you know, it's like we like I said, we went into Guatemala and then, you know, and like in the 70s and 80s. Do you remember the uh, Iran Contra affair? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like we we were back to Contras in Nicaragua to overthrow the government, you know, which, again, is just like destabilized their fucking country. Um, and, you know, so it's like a lot of those people live in like live in areas that are just like crime ridden because of shit that we did right you know you yeah. like decades later you know yeah. so it's like they're coming for asylum and we're just basically like ah go fuck yourself yeah i don't know what kind of accent that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my best donald trump <laughs> go, go fuck yourself donald trump here because <laughs> that's what he said if i would have closed my eyes i would have had no idea that you weren't donald trump. <laughs> <laughs> so and it's you know it's sad so that's that's optimistic yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, my 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 impersonation of Donald Trump. <laughs> um, no, the whole fucking subject. Dude. Oh right. Well, oh so then so then so after you know after we like in the forty thirties and forties were like deporting all these people. So we go to when we joined World War Two. So in nineteen forty two, we're like shit. We need people to work in our factories. So then we uh, we have something called the Bracerio program. So we start letting people from Mexico back into our country so they can work. Right <laughs> then. 
1954, and no shit what the name of this is, Eisenhower's administration had something called Operation Wetback. That's what the fuck it was wow. called. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're not even, like, not even trying to hide that it's racist. <laughs> yeah. And so they start sending people back to Mexico, um, of which there was, like, and, and the, the crazy thing is, is they were putting them, they, like, took a lot of them into Veracruz, or they'd basically just drop them in the desert, and, like, 88 uh, workers uh, who were working in America, 88 of them got deported, and they died in the desert. 88 people died because we just dropped them off. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Was um, that was that maybe, could that have been where the term wetback came from? Where the derogatory term came from? No, it, it, I, it, I, 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 yeah, I've heard about that program. It's before. sort of like, like calling, sort of, uh, what is it? Yeah. Was it Irish people they called WAPs or Italians? or No, Italians. Italians, uh, w- yeah, with, without papers. With, without papers. Yeah, it started as just, yeah. but then it became a racial slur after that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what it meant. Do you know what it meant, wetback? Uh, 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 I don't know, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it had something to do with crossing the river, crossing the Rio Grande to get here. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't really know. You know, But, I mean, de- definitely not a... <laughs> not it a it, was, it certainly wasn't Operation Let's Help People. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Was it oper- oper- tra- uh, Operation Love and Trust? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and so, and so, you know, it's like kind of funny because of, you know, one of the misconceptions is that... Um, you know, that there's still like, there's all these migrants coming up, you know, all the time. And, and there, I mean, there's definitely people trying to get up here, but the number of people actually from like 1986, uh, there was about 1.7 million people who, who crossed our border. Uh, and now in 2015, uh, we're not, I'm sorry, not now, but in 2015, which is the most recent data I could find on this, um, that was down to like 337,000. Wow. Right. So that, so that rate is actually dropping anyway, because, mm-hmm. you know, the reason people come here is for a better life. But if you're doing well, you know, that's like, like, and that is one of the things that NAFTA really helped with, uh, was that it, it really helped, you know, it really helped Mexico's economy. And so it's like, you know, if you, if you have, if you can provide a good life for your kid and you can see an opportunity for your children, you're not going to leave the country you're in. Right. You know? Yeah. And a lot of that, a lot of what it helped there too were American businesses willing to go in and take, right. take advantage of cheap labor. Right. That's definitely right. one of them too. And, and and make more money. Most of the workers aren't making that much money. Right. I mean, they make a fraction of what they pay here. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, and it's kind of like, it, it's, and it's, um, it's kind of interesting to me that, you know, cause I mean, we, we are, a, I mean, you know, we are a melting pot, right? And we have, you know, we've had a ton of immigrants, you know, we, we, over the, since, since 1965, we've had almost a million Filipinos. We've had, uh, you know, a ton of Chinese people come to this country. We have, um, you know, Cubans, uh, and but but it's like crazy how we for whatever reason politically right it really i mean immigrant and and i think that's the thing it's like you know i mean donald trump i think a lot of times when people say immigrant or when politicians say immigrant it's code for their voters for mexicans yeah um but but donald donald just came out and said it you know yeah uh and all of his people are like yeah but it's just like it's really fascinating it's like we Mexicans aren't. We got Canadians who come down here. <laughs> you know what? No, uh, it's not not, hey, John, not on this podcast. We don't. <laughs> no way, hey you hoser. Hey John, do you have any information about how many people from Eritrea come over here? <laughs> um, yeah, actually I do. Uh, so in 1974, there was something called it was something called past the uh, Eritrea. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any. <laughs> you had me a second there because he, yeah. he had a pretty good yeah. straight look on his face there. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I do know, like, well, and it was like uh, from, uh, they did start where it's like they only allow, 
uh, it's like 3% of the U.S. population per year to come into the country. Um, and that started, that started in like in the 60s or 70s. There's, there's, been, there's definitely been a lot of reforms and a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of changes over the last 120 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, and, and it's like, you know, it's like we'll, we'll look at, it's, we'll open up our borders. In wartime, we open everything up, right? And then, like, when, you know, when we need people, like there's some sort of crisis in America where we need more labor, we, we have no problem, you know. And, and I'm kind of curious if, like, that's going to change over time with automation, you know, because you do need less and less people to do a job. So, um, and, and, and not only do you, you know, and you also need less and less, uh, people on the ground fighting wars, you know, so I don't, well, yeah, look at all the people that, the, the people that came in, um, to fight in Afghanistan, Iraq, yeah. there, there are a lot of non-U.S. citizens right. that, that fought for us and died for us. So it's, and then we just treat them like shit when they come back. Right. Yeah. We're dicks. Um. We're kind of dicks. I don't think we're dicks. I don't think most people in the country are dicks. I think our policies are dicks. How about those people that like try and help, uh, you know, immigrants crossing the border and, and, you know, it's like 110 degrees outside and they're dehydrated and people leave water behind for them. Right. And then they get arrested with felonies. That is true. Yeah. And that was, and that was the the lady I was just talking about who got the fine. I mean, I believe she was at like a Methodist church, right? Like this Methodist church is, is, you know, is housing her. Uh, while she's fighting her whole deportation, you know, and, and she's got a lawyer and, you know, and that's the thing too, is like, you know, it's like ice is, it's like, Oh, you got to get the fuck out, you know, but it's like, she's, you know, she may very well have a legitimate case, but the problem is, is that it's just, the system's overwhelmed, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, if you, you guys, the system is overwhelmed. So you say like a, a little while ago, you said that, uh, you know, you don't know what to do and it's, it's frustrating. And you also say that the system is overwhelmed, but that's bullshit. That's bullshit. There's not that you have, I mean, all of us get frustrated by this, but there are things that we can do that can make it manage better and run smoothly. There's no excuse at all. You cannot tell me that we don't want, our government does not want these people that are thinking about immigrating to the United States to see what's happening to kids in cages where they're, they're, separated they're crying they're sleeping on cement they're they have fevers they aren't getting any resources at all they're not getting soap they're not getting toothbrushes not getting any fucking thing at right. all it's right. it's done by example so you think they're pushing that message on purpose to keep people from trying is what you're saying yeah i think so yes right. and when I, well, i'm sorry when i say there's nothing we can do i don't, I don't mean about i don't mean about humanitarian I, I i absolutely think there's something we can do what, what i'm talking about is when you have you have 57 courts you know, it's like, in other words, so it, it, the thing that we can do is we take that $3.8 billion budget instead of, you know, instead of building fences, we take that $3.8 billion budget and instead of using 3% of that to go into the digital part of it, we take way more so that we have a court system that can manage what's coming in. So that, right. you're right. So that is what we do. Yeah. How about, how about you take Donald Trump's fucking golf excursions away and pay for some fucking soap and toothpaste? Yeah. I'd be, I'd, I mean, I'd I'll try, it, but I don't, I don't think Donald Trump's going to give me that money. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's total bullshit, yeah. It's, it's total fucking bullshit. It's an interesting theory that That's you said, I, too, about them doing it on purpose so to, de- to deter because, I mean, at, they're doing that while sacrificing our international reputation. And not, I'm not, of course, obviously sacrificing people's lives and livelihood and health and all that stuff, but out, outside of that obvious point is that, you know, I think it... We don't have a real good we don't have a real good uh, uh, reputation right now throughout the world, and you know obviously a lot of that is because of the president we elected. But 
you know, people see that kind of stuff. And I, I read a lot of BBC news and I mean, they, they talk about, they, they talk about how, what monsters we are with, with those, with those kids in those detention camps. I mean, it's, yeah. well, how in the fuck, how in the fuck do people that are working at the border, border patrol people, how are they not protesting this shit? You know, it's even worse than, than them not being, uh, super upset by seeing these conditions. They, I, I was reading that they started their own Facebook yeah, group I know, I where they're just too. basically laughing at this shit right, that's yeah. happening. Yep. It's like 9,000 strong. F- what? What the fuck happened to humanity where you're laughing at fucking kids yeah. that well, are I, living I, like shit? I, I, think this, I, I think it comes down to, you know, the, I, I, you look at, like, Greg and I have had this conversation a hundred times that, you know, if you look at Donald Trump, like, Donald Trump by himself, he, he's just an idiot, right? I mean, but, but, I mean, but he's just an idiot who's an idiot and whatever. But it's like, what, what scares me about Donald Trump and what, what scares me about what's happening in our country is, like, how many people are, like, these are human beings and they're, they're dehumanizing them. You know, it's basically it's like they're dogs, you know, and and there was like a, I was I was uh, this morning uh, again on my Facebook feed. This thing popped up and it was a woman at the rally. Uh, or Yeah, I, I call it his rally. Yeah, right. It was a Fourth of July thing for the country, but it wasn't. It was a Republican fucking grandstand bullshit it thing that he used our tax total. dollars for. Yep. But but anyway, uh, she was holding a sign, you know, like when it when you if you drive down from L.A. to San Diego, there's signs on the freeway that say caution and it will show like people running across. So basically just saying, hey, watch out, uh, you know, immigrants cross here. So you just want to be aware. You just want to be on the lookout for people. So she basically had that caution sign, but she had like a drawing of that little girl and her dad who drowned in the fucking Rio Grande and was holding that sign and laughing. Jesus. You know? Yeah, I, I actually I actually read a follow up on that, and she was she was a protester, and she was protesting Trump. So a lot of people misunderstood oh, okay. what she was okay. doing, and and she was like saying caution. This is actually what can happen with your administration. Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't know yet. It hasn't come out. That's just what I heard too, because yeah. my initial reaction to seeing that was like shock. Yeah. No so. matter no matter what, and I cannot defend that sign because no matter even if you're protesting, that's in horrible taste. Yeah, that's a, that's right. a really bad bad method of protest if that is the case yeah 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 if that is indeed the case i'm not 100 percent sure but that's what i that's what i saw that's that's what i saw this morning on twitter it's just despicable totally despicable. Yeah. fucking situation well and you know and again it's it's like it's all about and that's just and and i think this is like what really just kept showing up for me while i was you know researching on this was that basically it's just like we as a country um you know it's like any time that there's any sort of, you know, economic, you know, major economic downturn or major event, it's like politicians know that you point the finger at fucking immigrants and then, you know, you start saying that they're the problem. If we get rid of them, everything would be great. And it's, it's not true. You know, it's no, just not there true. Was a, there was a Simpsons about, about that very thing. Oh, was it really? Yeah. When, when. There, someone's fought, when the when the bear uh, was walking around Springfield and everyone got freaked out and so they put they put out the bear patrol to make sure there were no bears even though that was the first bear ever seen in Springfield <laughs> and then that people got mad about the taxes so the so Mayor Quimby uh, goes well actually the reason your taxes are so high is because of illegal immigrants so there was like all oh. the, because then everything went anti-immigrant <laughs> but it's it was obviously Simpsons are geniuses when or the Simpsons are geniuses when it comes to social commentary but. I mean, you look, that's so true. Like you, it's just, it's, it's smoke and mirrors, right? It's just, it's just like, okay, well, we got to blame something. So let's blame this. Let's blame this and get everybody riled up and pissed off at this. And we are a culture right now that, and you know, we can, you know, call back to my social media episode, but we, we get 
so riled up nowadays. And I think it's because so much information is coming to us and the government knows that and they, and someone like Trump uses that right. to his advantage or, you know, McConnell or any of those people use whatever their agenda is. They'll, they'll, they'll use whatever they can and, and start getting people angry, getting people talking. Right. And they'll also take advantage of the, of the, you know, the fear du jour, which is like terrorism. Right. And they're going to say, Hey, look, there's potential terrorists coming, yep. coming through yep. the open border. And what's the matter with you? You don't love your, fellow country well, right. and what's you're not trying to protect our country it's bullshit it's what bullshit. is crazy is that the so it's estimated that 50 percent of the people who are in this country now illegally came here on legal visas by dun 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 airplane <laughs> right so yeah. they came here and then they just stayed right and, and again i'm not you know i am i am totally okay with immigration laws and i'm totally you know it's like we do we have to know who's in our country and we have right. to manage that but we can do you it can't in a just way, have unmanned borders where people are yeah just yeah we can't around. just yeah, totally. yeah you know but but it will we we actually have the most uh guarded border of any country in the world that isn't at war with the country next to us mm-hmm. right so it's like we you know basically and, it, and it's funny because again we're not we don't have a we're not guarding the canada american border in fact when i went, I went to canada a couple of years ago um, and I've never been grilled so hard by somebody because uh, I was by myself. And that guy in Canada, man, he just kept asking me questions and questions. And I was there for 30 minutes talking to him because nobody from Canada wants to come to America. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you have you seen yourself? Though? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what you look like, right? Well, that's true. That is true. I thought at first yeah. I thought he said he had never been drilled by someone. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> well, well, we, we all know that's not true. Turn. So. Yeah, um, and I mean, I gotta say, like the—I don't know what are they border patrol agents in Canada? I don't—I don't know what they call them. Mounties. Yeah, <laughs> they were. It was basically That's it was not like funny. The, they were. Mounties will fuck you hockey, up. Hockey season was not happening, so you know it was just a hockey player. It's one of their national hockey team, and uh, yeah, he was just working the border. Uh, but he was man, he was in great shape. That guy, He's handsome, <laughs> good-looking guy. Great shape, you know. Skated really, skated really well too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a great kisser. Well, you know, so. I once, I once went to Montreal with my son, and um, I'm a Canadian citizen, right? And I took my son there, and he was, I think he's like five years old. We went to go visit my grandmother, and I forgot to bring a note for my wife saying it's okay for him to leave the country. And same thing happened to me, where I got grilled. <laughs> Or drilled. <laughs> what, did you, what happened to you? Can't remember which one. Something happened. <laughs> yeah. Did they find oil? Did. It's a, <laughs> that's not what they found. Uh, but, yeah. So I mean, I, shit. That's good. You know, it, it's good. I think part of the problem is that people get into Mexico so easily. So then, if you can get into Mexico really easily and then get into the, get across our border, that's what kind of stokes the fire of fear. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, you know, I want to point out, it's, you know, it's like, and people like, like Republicans love pointing this out, where they're just like, you know, it's like, well, you know, well, Obama was doing the same thing, and, and he was, like, I mean, but but not anywhere on the on the level they're doing it, right? Like, I mean, and, and not, um, like the, their that administration, Obama's administration, was focused more on people who had criminal records and things like that, you know. Um, but I mean, th- this is just this is happening at a rate that is it's it's scary. You know, and it's just like it's not just the rate that it's happening. It's it's the detention. If you okay, so if you're going to if you're going to have this program where you start detaining these people, you have to have them in adequate living facilities. Right. Right. You 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 have to be able to to house them 
and follow human rights. Yeah, <laughs> and right. you can't. It's just it's pathetic. Oh, and it's then let's, pathetic what they're let's uh let's talk about the wall. Do, do you guys know what the wall is? Have you heard about this? What they want to do? Is that what from that's the Game of Thrones no. thing, right? Nope. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna. They're, it's the hardest part is gonna be uh, how to freeze the water yeah. that far south. But they're they're working on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, uh, science can. We'll, we'll do it. John Winter is coming. It'll take care of itself. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, so it's estimated uh, that the wall itself will cost about $25 billion. And then to maintain the wall uh, within seven years, uh, staffing it and you know, whatever you have to do to maintain the wall, within, within seven years, the cost of maintaining the wall will surpass what it costs to build it. Jeez. To build it, yeah. Um, so, you know, so basically it's, it's something that uh, we, we could use drones you know we could do a lot of things um and that's the other thing too is you know even trump said he was talking about like, oh we could build a 30-foot wall and he goes how are they going to get over it he's like oh i guess they could use a 30-foot ladder right he said that and he said that like like literally 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds after he said something about how they're going to get over the wall and then he was like well if we build it tall enough he's like how they're going to get down he's like oh i guess they could use a rope i mean so it's like his you know <laughs> it and what amazes me is that like everyone is like yeah we got to build that wall it's like did you not hear the guy that you you know follow that he said that you could use a rope. <laughs> like, why is nobody focused on the rope? He's already got YouTube. He's already got YouTube videos out on like how to how to crack how to, how to get over the wall. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. He's, he's, it's like you're looking for like auto repair tips right. and stuff, and he's giving you tips to get down the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and he's you know Trump. Trump probably has a he probably owns a, a rope manufacturing facility that he's going to have set up on the on the border selling ropes. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's so. Yeah. That's his next. Uh, his next uh, business venture is rope and ladders. That's the whole point. Like he knows when he's out, yeah. uh, when he's out of office. Well, his he's first, gonna go first is going to be concrete walls. Yeah, it's going to be concrete walls, then ropes and ladders. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he's an opportunist. He's thinking ahead. Uh, I got to give him credit. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's going to create a crisis and then tell us he solved the problem and saved us all. Yep. So, um, so what do you think, guys? Have we have we learned anything about immigration as a country? So are we going to keep not anything keep making the not same anything mistakes? positive? I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, it is it is always ironic when you, you know, I mean, obviously one of the things people always say is, you know, our country was built on immigration. You know, no one, no one's from here. You know, when you, if you really go back, no one's family is from here. So right. most people's aren't. So, I mean, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think we, we, we have <laughs> anything at all. I mean, I, I, it's kind of amazing too, because we're a melting pot and because our whole country was founded on people immigrating here emigrating from their country and immigrating here right john um (laughs) that that in all that time we did not figure out a better way to manage it that we haven't figured out a a a a suitable way to manage an influx of people trying to come in you know in civil war times we were we weren't doing it right and we were handing them rifles and telling them to fight in a war that they'd have no, no idea what's going on and and nowadays we're putting kids in concentration camps so, so uh, Finland, right? And, and this is really more about American immigration, but but Finland, and I forget the exact number, but they basically th- this is how awesome Finland is. So they uh, all, all their politicians get together and they take a look at the the Syrian problem. I was I know, maybe in Somalia. Anyway, you know, there there was looking at some country and stuff going on, and they're like, okay, how many people can we take in a year, right? And how many of those? Pe- but but when they when they look at how many people they can take in, they look at how many people can they take in, house educate and transition into their society with jobs and into their community. That's how Finland does immigration, 
right? Wow. And it's something like, you know, cause Finland, Finland's a small country, so it was something like, I, I forget what it was. Maybe it was 1,500 people, or maybe it was 3,000 people a year, which is not a huge number, but it was like they really took the time to figure out what they could do. And if you look at, like, so if you look at the U.S. population, and if we were to use the same model, right, um, we would be able to bring in something like 83,000 or 86,000 people a year into our country. Um, and, and do it, you know, and, and, and do it in a way where we can integrate them, um, you know, because that's the other thing too, is just like, you know, one, one really, you know, downside of people coming to this country is that, you know, it's like the, the, if they're first generation, they, you know, they work their butts off and their kids end up with a, you know, the chance to go to college and stuff like that. But, it, you know, it is, a, it, even if you do make it to this country, it is a system that is going to prey on you in some way, mm-hmm. you know, and that was, and that was one of the, oh, and this is like something that, that just fascinating that, uh, so basically it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, immigrants that come in, they, they use all our social service programs and they're, you know, they're leeches on our society. Well, actually, so a lot of undocumented workers have stolen, you know, the social security number of someone who died or been expired. So they have social security numbers. So they're actually paying into social security and they will, so they're paying billions of dollars a year into our social security system but they will never be able to draw that, right? So it's actually, wow. I did not yeah, know that. yeah. So it's it's actually an economic boost for us, not a drain on our society. Yeah. Well, getting back to what you said ten minutes ago, before you took a little break right there. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry, that, that wasn't very kind. But but you know when you're talking about um, when you're talking about immigration and and Finland. It, the problem, the problem with immigration, these big issues like immigration, gun control, all of these things, you can't really compare what other countries do to the United States because you don't have – geographically, you don't have people trying to get into Finland like as in the same numbers, the same volume, the same per capita as the United States. The United States has always been this shining beacon where people want to get here and, and make their dreams come true and, and like no other country in the world. So we have bigger problems than every other country in the world. So I feel like we don't follow any other rule book. It's just impossible to make to to take a blueprint and adapt it to us. It's just so hard to make that work and successful. I don't know what the correct answer is for immigration, but I do know that if there's a driving force of greed and corruption and trying to monetize this, it's it's we're doomed to be frustrated. Continue to be frustrated. Yeah, there's well, certainly they, they, no light they, at the end of the tunnel on this issue. That's for sure. Well, and no. and I I, I I agree with you partially on on the blueprint. You know, it's like we can't take somebody else's playbook, but I, but I think we can take other people's playbook, and we don't necessarily have to do the exact same thing. But we can certainly go, okay, this is working for them. And so if if there's if there's models that work, it, whether how small or how big those models are, right? Even, you know, but if there's models that work then let's take a look at those models and at least try to, you know, because, and I will say, like, Republicans and Democrats both agree that we need to reform our immigration policies. Like, you know, that, that's one place that they all agree that we need to do something about it. Um, you know, so it's like, why not, why not, I feel like as a country we spend so much time uh, just stuck, right, with a problem and not trying to move forward or, we're, you know, it's like, we, we have to start trying things. Right, so so what if we do adopt somebody's model? What if we do adopt Finland's model and see how that works? And I do agree with you that we are, you know, we, we definitely have a lot more people trying to get in this country. I, there was something I, at any given time between ICE and the Border Patrol. I think there's something like five hundred thousand people in detention at any given time. Um, you know, so that's that's. Or no, I'm sorry. There, there's five hundred thousand people that are going through in a year, and somehow that equals like thirty thousand a day or something like that that they have that they're dealing with on a daily basis. Um, you know, so that's a lot of people. Like I totally get that. Um, 
but we got to do something, right? We can't just yeah. I yeah. Under, I agree. And and if these people do immigrate to the United States and they are um, integrated the same way, then we're going to go back to Kevin's problem where we're paying four dollars each per orange. So I, there's no incentive for the businesses that want to take advantage of illegal workers or like low wages. There's no incentive for them to reform any kind of immigration policies. They want to take, they advantage, want to take of advantage of cheap labor. And I also think that you'll get so much pushback from American people and politicians and uh, to do the Finland model. While I think it's a great one because you're going to get people say, well, why, why are we, why are we putting all this, these money and resources into educating housing, taking, you know, healthcare, whatever, when we have so many people in our country, citizens in this country who can't get an education and can't get access to health care and can't and can't get access to good housing and all that stuff. And I'm not I'm not using that as a as a way that yeah. saying that we shouldn't yeah. do the Finland model. I just know that you just know that that's going to be the next the 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 next thing that people are going to say in, in you know contrast to doing something like that. Right. And I, I, I guess maybe I, I did a poor job. I, I mean, because I gave Finland as an example. I mean, there's, there's other countries that, you know. Oh, of course. So do, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, right. just, I'm just talking right. about that particular model yeah. as far as how I it mean, would work for us. But I totally agree with you, too, that why not look at things that are working in other countries and try to take pieces of that that right. we can apply right. to ours. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and I think we all agree, you know, let's let's not keep kids locked up without their parents. And I mean, because some, some of those detention centers, there's there's standing room only. Right. They're like yeah. locked up in these detention centers for yep. days and they don't they can't sit down. Right. You know. I hate to harp on this, but we don't all agree on that. We should all agree on it, but we fucking That's don't. That's true. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Anybody with a heart does. <laughs> the the three of us yeah. all agree on that. I, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the three of us agree on everything. Okay, yeah. That's what makes this podcast yeah. so great. There's no counterpoint. I mean, ever. Well, do, do we all agree that I'm the <laughs> most handsome or Huh, that is not... If you need your ego stroked right now, yes, yes. you're the most I handsome. Always okay. I was going to say, when does he not need his ego stroked? I mean, come on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. See, Kevin listens to me and knows who I am as a person. I do. So. I do know about his... his I wasn't saying anything different. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is just understand that I am not a whole person. So. <laughs> well, um, yeah. that is certainly uh, an... Uh, a uh, topic that we could probably talk about for a whole season of episodes, but um, uh, yeah, I'd say that we're uh, I'd say we're not we're not uh, we're not any any closer to figuring that one out. Let's uh, you know what? Not the three of us. Not the three of us. Yeah. Let's uh, let's end on a like a little bit of a high note, you know, because this has been kind of a heavy word. Um, so in 1940, one of the reforms or one of the acts that they passed for immigration was in 1945, after all the soldiers were coming back from. Uh, World War II, uh, they, something co- they passed something called the Bride War Act, um, which was basically just like if you married or you got somebody pregnant in a foreign country, they could come over here and become citizens. And um, I, just, I just love the name Bride War Act. Is that how, is that how Greg got here? He, 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 that's, he that's got knocked, exactly he got knocked got up here. by his wife. So, and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, your family, yeah, your family went from, yeah, they, in, they, my, in the, uh, immigrated into Canada and then came down here. You, when did you get down here? In the, like in the 80s? <laughs> Where'd you come, Greg? <laughs> was it nineteen ninety four? Ignore. He's just like it's funny because earlier he's like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about a real that. Question. He said earlier he didn't want to talk about that. I think we've brought it up like six times. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to edit out a lot of. It's, just, it's not gonna make any sense whatsoever. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as like ICE and INS aren't listening, then I think it will be okay. No. Hashtag ICE. Hashtag. Hashtag INS. Hashtag ICE. Hashtag. Hashtag. Please hashtag, don't support me. 
Hashtag I got a Hashtag pack your bags. <laughs> Hashtag pack your bags. <laughs> well, thank you. Hashtag summer. Thank you very so. much, John, for uh, for doing the work on that one. That was uh, it was awesome uh, to chat about uh, the immigration with you guys. I hope everyone out there enjoyed the uh, topic. We'll be back in a in a couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, go out there and uh, and make it a great day. Buenos dias. 